I love watching ants carry food. <laughs> I just think it's the coolest thing. Somehow they, they tell their little friends and their little friends come and help them and it's fun. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today, Joe is interviewing Jen Duplessis. She is known as America's lifestyle business master, and her passion is to empower sales professionals and small business owners through her masterminds to multiply their results in record time while having the courage to say yes to their personal lives. She is the CEO and founder of Kinetic Spark Consulting, LLC, and cracking the top producer code coaching. She's from Northern Virginia and attended Colorado State University, where she studied architectural design and construction engineering. She's been married to a high school sweetheart for 38 years, has two children and three grandchildren. She's been in the financial services industry for four decades and was listed in the top 200 of nationally ranked mortgage originators and funded over $1 billion US billion in mortgage loans. She's a number one best-selling author, host of two top podcasts, and a TV show host. An expert in priority and time management, business relationships, business scaling, sales management, and certified mastermind facilitator. She is a charismatic speaker, sharing stages with such icons as Tony Robbins, Les Brown, James Dentley, Darren Hardy, Jeff Hoffman, Bill Walsh, and Barbara Corcoran for real estate. She provides consulting through her high-level mastermind and retreats to small business owners who are serious about growing to their next level alongside a community of strong, like-minded individuals. Jen believes that entrepreneurs can live their legacy while building it. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Jen Duplessis of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for joining me. Hi, well, oh, I'm so excited, Joe. Thanks so much for having me. Lovely. So tell us first who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it. Ah. <laughs> so, okay, well, if you can't tell from my accent, I'm from the United States. <laughs> right. uh, from the United States, I'm right outside of Washington, D.C. on the East Coast in beautiful Virginia. And um, so that's where I'm, that's where I'm from. Uh, what I do is that I uh, have a TV show. I have a couple of podcasts as well, but I have a TV show called Tell Me I Can't. And we have a book coming out. Um, actually, by the time this is published, we are going to be out. <laughs> so, <laughs> called, And it's called Tell Me I Can't as well. Um, and it's really a life, you know, sort of a life story for me. It's a fiction book, but the show is um, we explore people that have been told that they can't do something because of some physical or economic or racial or, uh, you know, um, 
a scholastic reason that they can't do something. And they, it, they go through that uh, resilience and they overcome anyway. And then they say, poo hoo on you guys. Look, you know, let me show you what I can do. Yeah, yeah. So, so we do that show and then that leads into uh, masterminds. So I do masterminds and retreats. Um, my mastermind is called Epic Mastermind because I want everyone to have an epic life. So if someone tells you, you can't, you say, you know what, forget you. I'm going to go and have an epic life. And the Epic Mastermind allows people to have those breakthroughs and surround people with um, resources and a community that helps elevate and lift them so that they can achieve everything that they ever dreamed of. Lovely. So you said that this has come from sort of your story um, as much yeah. as anything else. Um, tell, tell us where this all came from. It, it's, uh, it sounds like the culmination of many things. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm 58 and, uh, you know, all my life I've been proving to people. And this really stemmed from the fact that I was one of 36 cousins, still am <laughs> one of 36 cousins. And uh, seventh oldest of all of those cousins. And, you know, I had an uncle who uh, gave everybody a nickname. We had Gene the Machine and Dan the Man. But mine was Jenny who ain't got a penny. And um, and I used to carry a penny around in my shoe and say, ha, 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 that's funny. And I would pull the penny. I'd go, I got a penny. But it wasn't until later that I quite, you know, really realized what he was trying to say. But one day he said to me, you know, Jenny, you're going to be just like your dad, John, you're going to be an alcoholic, you're going to be like your mom, Ginger, who is a verbal abuser, you're going to be poor, you're going to smoke because they smoke cigarettes, you're going to, you know, you're going to be low man on the totem pole, you're really never going to amount to anything. And, um, and he told me that and I, I don't know, I, I, I remember the moment that he told me that. But I didn't really it didn't go inside of me yet. It wasn't until I was riding my bicycle home one night and I could hear the yelling from the house. And as I walked through the front door and and through the screen porch, right directly in front, my mom was sitting, holding, shaking and holding her cigarette. And my dad had a shotgun to her head. And I ran out of the house with my fingers in my ears, you know, la, 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 screaming, ran next door to my grandparents' house. Thankfully, they lived next door. So did the uncle. He still lives there today. Mm -hmm. Um, He's 88 years old. And, uh, you know, I ran and I ran into the cornfields and uh, because that's where I went to get my snacks during the day because we couldn't afford anything. So I ate from the cornfields, you know, corn and veggies and stuff. And I just said, you know, to God, please, please, I don't want to hear that shotgun go off. I don't want to hear it. And that was the moment that I said, I can't do it anymore. I am not going to be like this. I am going to prove to everybody that I'm going to make something of myself. And from that moment on, that's what I did until about 12 years ago when I was done proving and said, you know what? I'm I'm done proving. I don't need to prove anymore. I need to start living. But it wasn't until about four years ago that my uncle finally said, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for that all my life. Mm-hmm. I'll keep proving until someone said you did you did it, you know, and that someone was him. Yeah. And that really led me into tell me I can't. So tell me I can't and you better get out of my way because mm-hmm. I'm because I'm headed for greatness. Mm-hmm. So and, oh, loads of questions out of that. So so coming sort of closer to now so that bit where you stopped proving was that because you felt like you had achieved or was it something to do with needing to sort of stop 
putting so much yeah, pressure. Yeah, it was stuff. well. Yeah, no, it was it was another you know poignant moment. I was out to dinner, and I'm doing air quotes, just so you know. <laughs> Supposedly out to dinner with my family, and my phone rang, and of course it was a client, you know. And at that time, I was a very successful mortgage loan officer. I've been in um, I've been in the mortgage business for 38 years now. Um, th- three years ago, I retired from origination, and now I just coach uh, loan officers mortgage loan officers, but, um, you know, I was moderately successful. I was in the top 1%, um, but I was working long hours because I was proving. Yes. And, um, so I was standing outside of the restaurant on the phone and now I call this the concrete balance beam. So think about that. How many times have you seen someone on the phone walking back and forth along the concrete, the curb, right? Along the curb, the balance beam. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm nodding to people as they're walking in. Yeah, I'm on the phone, you know, um, all of that. And I wasn't listening to my client. I wasn't serving me because I knew I had to be inside. And here I am out here feeling guilty. So I wasn't really, list, you know, serving yeah. my client. Certainly yeah. wasn't serving my family. And I happened to look into the window of the restaurant. And there they were laughing and creating all these beautiful memories together, but I wasn't in them and I wasn't in them a lot. Yes. And this wouldn't be the last or the first, the first or the last time. Right. But it was the time that said, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I am done proving I want to start living. And I, there's gotta be a better way for me to do the volume I'm doing in less time so I can have a life. Yes. And what ended up happening was I ended up developing a course, right? And in, in, in a strategy, not a course at the time, it was a, just a strategy. Um, and what ended up happening is I doubled my income and only worked four days a week. And I wasn't in, setting out to do that. I was just trying to find a better way to do the volume I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so now I help people multiply their results in record time and still have a commanding personal life. Lovely. And that, uh, parallels my my own uh, story from a, a few years ago where power to live more came from <laughs> that bit yeah of there you go yeah you got to find it inside of you yeah. to live more and work less and yes. win more win more right yeah, exactly exactly yeah. so just to take you right back just before I sort of explore that further that bit when you decided when you were young that you were going to prove yourself and that that you weren't going to end up like your parents what did you sort of actually do because I, I guess people who are in that situation at whatever age and and don't want to go down the same route as everyone else you know they, they can want it but they don't always do it what, what yeah do you do yeah i have i have a gift i mean you know everybody has a gift to overcome adversity you just have to figure out what your gift is you know my gift has happens to be it's it's, it's called luminant it's it's where i go in that space of uh, that bridge and i don't even need a bridge i just float in that space because I, I'm, it's just inconsequential to me. I just know I'm going over there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is my gift. Now others have different gifts, you know, that help them get over them. But um, what I did as a child, cause I was about seven or nine when this happened. Um, and what I did, you know, was I became the best at everything. I became very, very competitive. Um, at that time I wasn't, I was an only child at the time. So I didn't really have friends. You know, my friends were my stuffed animals on my bed. Um, all my cousins were everywhere. When they came, they came in groups. Right? <laughs> they all had they had groups, and 
Um, so it was very, you know, it's just a very lonely kind of childhood. I would never, I always said, I'll never have an only child. I'll adopt before I have an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, others have different experiences, but um, so I was surrounded by adults, a lot of adults, a lot of the time. Um, so I found this inner peace, you know, my grandparents lived next door. They, they took me to mass every morning. I'm Catholic. And they took me to mass every morning. And, and I think the inner strength came from that you know, knowing that I'm good, good enough, that I'm uniquely made to do something greater than what I am. And I don't have to fall, you know, fall in line and follow this path. So um, I became runner up Miss Colorado. I became a tennis champion in my state. I played flute and piccolo in the, in the local, my town's, my city's symphony in the high school. I was a track star. I was a tennis star. I had perfect grades. I um, was accepted to uh, pre-med as a cardiologist. Um, I ended up being an architect and, and an engineer. So I'm not a dumb person. I'm a very smart person, right? Um, but you know, I had to overachieve in everything I did because if I was perfect, if I did nothing wrong, if I was grand and greater, and not not because I was egotistical, but because I was just please somebody tell me I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Someone tell me good for you. And it never came. Mm-hmm. It never came. Yeah. And it's funny because when my mom passed away, um, one of her friends, um, sorry, get emotional. <laughs> yeah. When my mom passed away, one of her friends called me and she was sort of like an aunt to me. And she called and she said, you know, your mom was so proud of you. And I know she could never tell you, but I want you to know she was so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And I was angry. Yeah. How dare she leave me and not give me that gift? So I found the gift myself mm-hmm. by saying, don't ever tell me I can't because I will show you what I can do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Weird, isn't it, parents who can't say things like that? People used to say the same about my mum, that she was proud of me, but she always appeared to be the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There was always something wrong. You're always trying to fix. Yes, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I I guess, you know, to to the um, benefit of our own children, I don't think mine would say the same about me. (laughs) No, no, mine don't either. And I'm in, although I have to go out of my way to remember, and I, I find that very odd that it just doesn't come naturally for me. Right. Uh, and, and I think that's because I wore armor for so long mm-hmm. um, because of the shame of what my family was about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to protect me from being hurt more, yes. um, you know, and I had to poke holes in that and, and it's come off, but I think that uh, when it came off, I probably didn't realize that I had more work to do. I probably should have kept it on a little longer, but continue to poke holes so I could be a better mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so yes. that's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have to consciously remind myself to tell my children, <laughs> which is really amazing that I have to do that because mm-hmm. I yearned for it so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's go back to where you decided that uh, you needed to sort of be in your life rather than on the outside of it looking in that that uh, story you said about being outside the restaurant um, yeah. at the time. What did you do at that stage to, to make that change? And I think you said, you know, it, it wasn't the, the last time it happened, but I knew I had to do something different. So what was yeah, that? Yeah, well, you know, we have patterns. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have patterns and it takes some time to break them. But, you know, I just started looking at every aspect of my business. Um, you know, it, again, it was an inside job. I feel like it's an inside job. I had to find inspiration. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is that because um, people will come up to me, you know, because I speak all over the world and they say, are you a motivational speaker? And I say, oh, gosh, no, I hope not. <laughs> and the reason and the reason yeah. why is I think that motivation is a circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you you feel down or deflated, right? And so you feel like you need to get motivated. So you sign up to go to a conference or listen to something or read something or surround yourself with people and say, oh, I need to get motivated. And then you get really, really excited about the moment. It's, a, it's fleeting, right? And it's exterior, like everybody else has to motivate you, right? You go seek it. And then you get deflated and then you got to go get motivated again. And so for me, it's a vicious circle, mm-hmm. whereas inspiration is like looking at a graph that goes up and up and up, right? Yeah. And inspiration pulls you, motivation, you get pushed, yeah. And then you halt and then you get pushed again. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had to find the inspiration for me. I had to not do it for everybody else. Yeah. I was, that's when I say I'm done proving and I want to start living is that, you know, I was done doing it for everyone else. Now I loved playing flute and I love playing tennis, you know, and I love running and I love all that stuff. Well, I don't like running anymore, but, <laughs> right? but <clears throat> you know, I loved all that. Um, there were some things that I felt, you know, and I don't know, I think the structure helped me be really good at priority management. That's, that's one of the biggest things for me <clears throat> yeah. is the ability to, I have four businesses and they all run very well and they're all very successful. And it's because, and it's not because I'm proving anymore. It's just because they, they are the inspiration for me, right? The, the show that I just talked about, it's inspiring for me. Yeah. So yeah. once I figured out you know, I need to be inspired. I need to look inside. I've prayed a lot, um, you know, and really find my inspiration. And this was the thing, the catalyst that would get me up every day, not to prove to everybody else, but to, but for me to live my life. And so that was number one is, is to find the inspiration. And then I started developing, you know, these five, five C's, I call them now, but um, these five strategies to crack the code, because I said, I would sit there and say, I don't understand it. I've had more tenure. Why am I not doing as well as them? I've had more of this. I don't get it. You know, I read a lot of books. Um, I, you know, I read a lot of books about time management and, and all of that. And um, the compound effect, right. With Darren Hardy, it's my favorite book. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I was just really gathering all this information saying, there's just got to be a better way. I know I can solve this. And as an engineer, what do you think I want to do? I want to solve problems. Right. And so I came up with these five strategies, but, but one was clarity. So I'll quickly go through them. One was clarity. Mm -hmm. Um, You had to get clarity of your message. I was, I was not going to chase people anymore. I was going to attract people. So every one of these is about the law of attraction. Um, So I had to get out of my own head and be inspired and not feel like I was proving to everybody. And so really kind of 
breathe, expand my chest, you know, kind of breathe instead of coveting and fawning. Mm-hmm. I want, I need to go, Hey, I'm, a, I'm here. I'm arrived. And, and I have so much to give. And um, so clarity of message is really, really key for business owners and for people um, to know, you know, what makes them uniquely different rather than being a commodity. Right. Yeah. And so clarity of message, I had to figure out what fulfills me and how do I get more of it? And what are my core values that there are a lot of work on my core values. And if my core value is family, then why are they secondary? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mom, my mom had this quote um, and it, it, it is a real quote, but I can't remember the, the name of the author, but um, it goes, we, we flatter those we scarcely know. We please the fleeting guests, but we deal many a thoughtless blow to those we love the best. And that's what I was doing. I was pleasing everybody else. So I thought, okay, the law of attraction, let me get clear on my message. Let me, let me really figure out what fulfills me. And then let me always phone my, my values before I make a decision. Will this affect my family? Will this affect my faith? Does this affect stability, which is a core value for me, both of time and money? Mm-hmm. How does it affect my integrity? And last but not least, my fifth core is accountability. Am I going to be accountable? If I say yes to this, will I be 100% accountable? Will the people that I'm working with be accountable? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that was, that was the first step. So I'll stop there. Cause I don't want to go through all five. You can, you can ask me if you want, but, um, but that's where it really started was I was just getting clarity in my message. So I could attract people and I had to say goodbye to some relationships that were um, toxic or uh, abusive in the sense that they used me and I let them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 So, how much of that sort of came straight away? Because listening to you talk about that, I have five fundamentals and the one that was first for a long time, and I've, I've sort of switched it around since the COVID thing, my self-care is now the first one. But the first one, yeah. um, which is now second, was uh, simplify. So it was all about getting yeah. really clear on what you want to do, what you don't want to yeah. do, and then sort of aligning activity with. So again, very much aligned with with what you're talking about. Um, and I know when I was sort of going through that, I I, I, I knew in my mind what I wanted to do and what was important, all that sort of stuff. But in terms of creating a structure to work with other people, that didn't come straight away. It took it right. took some sort of thought and development. What what was your process? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, the first thing was to get me right, which yeah. is the whole clarity aspect, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing for me was credibility, you know, is that I I had realized that I had established credibility, but I didn't rec- I didn't use it. Um, you know, I was already a top producer. I was already very credible, had a great reputation. Um, but I didn't, I didn't share it with people because of that fear that I had. And, and really to, to a certain extent, um, I wanted to be a market influencer, but I knew that the only way to do that was to be vulnerable. So I let my story good at get out, right. Mm-hmm. And let that story get out, um, so that I was vulnerable and that elevated, um, that market influencing and that credibility because now I was human. Right. Because before I was saying, no, I don't need anything. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought that was abundance, but I was actually working in scarcity and not in abundance. So I I shifted to that abundance through that credibility. And then the next thing that I did was look at my community, my community, meaning my database, the people around me. And I realized that I was done working with people that complicate me, my practice and work with people that compliment. Yes. And so I had to say goodbye. I had to shed 
some bad relationships, some people that weren't serving me the way I wanted to, because I was serving everybody to the nth degree Mm -hmm. because I wanted them to like me. I wanted to prove to them. I wanted all that. And, you know, and that wasn't doing client attraction that was pushing people away. Um, And it was fussing up my world. Right. Mm -hmm. I got rid of some of that. And I, and I started nurturing my community more rather than accumulating numbers of people and clients, um, I stopped, I was, I was neglecting them because I didn't want to open up. So thanks. I got the business. Thanks. I care about you, but from a distance, but I don't really want to show you because then you might see the real me. So once that happened, I started nurturing and developing these really rich relationships that were both um, deep and wide. Um, And so my community grew and that attracted, that was acres of diamonds for me. They were already in my I was walking and on them and cracking them rather than lifting them up and polishing and, and paying attention to them. And um, so that grew. And then I worked on my communication. So it was all mindset. And then I worked on my communication skills, which is really my system and making sure it was efficient and effective and it was scalable. And I'm really great in the scalability world. And um, so that's where the tactical and the mechanics sort of came in. And then last but not least, I worked on continuity, my time management, or I call it priority management, where I, I said, you know, I now know what I want to fulfill my life and I want more of it. And I'm talking, I love watching ants carry food. <laughs> I just think it's the coolest thing. Somehow they, they tell their little friends and their little friends come and help them and it's fun. I love sitting on, on my uh, wraparound porch. You know, I live on 21 acres in the country and I love sitting there with my tea in the morning and listening to every creature God gives us, you know, and, and I just love that. And I love dancing. I'm a competitive ballroom Latin and swing dancer. I want all of it. So how could I get more of it? If this is what I truly want and fulfills me rather than eating soup with a fork, Mm-hmm. every day and doing nothing and feeling exhausted. How do I truly get what I want? So becoming intentional and laser focused in my business and then leaving and going on vacation every day or having fun every day, you know, was, was super, super important to me. So I started saying, look, I need to be as good to me as I am to my business. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of us have that backwards. Mm-hmm. And so I cracked the code. And I call it cracking the top producer code because I cracked the code to lifestyle business mastery instead of business mastery. Mm-hmm. So one of my fundamentals, the last one is um, sustain. And that wasn't always in there. It came along because I realized mm-hmm. that it's all well and good doing all the sort of setup work and, you know, working out what you want and aligning it and all that sort of stuff. Um, but a bit like if you do a bit of you know decluttering of your office or your kitchen or something if you don't maintain mm-hmm. it you end up back where you started another few months down the line and you have to do it all again and yeah. I felt that was the bit that was missing initially when I was looking at you know this sort of stuff that you need to to, to work out a way to to keep that going and you you've mentioned that yourself already in terms of prioritizing and all that sort of stuff so yeah. how, how do you do that how do you make sure that uh, it keeps sort of growing rather than yeah well that's that yeah, that's my third, you know, my third value, which is stability, mm-hmm. right? right? It's sustainability, stability, right? So every decision that I make, um, I go back to these core values, mm-hmm. every single decision that I'm making in my practice, you know, to, to say, you know, and I do say no to things, but, but I know that, um, you know, when I say, and we all know this, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. I've, I've, and we know the phrase, you know, when God shuts a door, there's a window opens, but 
sometimes we have to shut the door. Let's not wait for him. I have, sometimes I have to shut a door so that other opportunities can come my way. And stability does that. Um, and here's the example. I was asked to speak in Dubai um, a couple of years ago. And of course I was like, whoa, look at me. Yeah. Woo, I'm go to Dubai, right? <laughs> and that's my first, first is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But then I started going, okay, wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm going to talk to my you know, values here. Yeah, yeah. Make sure this works. And the timing was, so I was, so I went to family. Okay. Well, how does this affect my family? And my daughter was getting married. Um, she just celebrated her wedding anniversary two days, her second anniversary two days ago. And mm-hmm. she was getting married and we were scheduled to go look at dresses during that time. Now I could tell her, Hey, I had this Dubai thing, you know, can I, can we just move it? But I was like, Oh, one strike against me. Let's, let's see what else I have. Right. So then faith at the time, this is pre COVID at the time I was delivering communion to hospice people. Yeah. And so they were on their deathbed. And one of the things about this is that, um, you know, to have the same person come in every time is very calming for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that would mean I'd have to have someone else go in and deliver them communion. Right. And I was like, ah, this is, this is kind of against me. Two strikes, right? (laughs) Stability. So then I'm like stability. Okay. How long will I be gone? Well, you'll be there a week and a half, but you're going to fly there and come back, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, gosh, you know, two weeks away from my practice, what will happen to my practice? Like how, how does that affect my stability of time? Meaning I have to move all of my clients outside of that two weeks and then cram them in someplace else, which is going to affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, plus I'm not going to be doing, let's call it sales calls. I'm not going to be speaking locally or anything like that yeah. um, to do client acquisition. And, and I was like, oh, and when I come back, there'll be a lull in my business. I don't know. I don't know. And, and I was weighing it against the, the money that was being offered to me. And I finally said, no, well, here's what's funny during that two week period, I, I got a client, a corporate client for twice the money, Wow, twice the money. Right. And so that's the stability piece of it is about time and money for me. And so I'm always gauging, you know, am I stabilizing this? Am I sustaining if you want? Um, Is it, you know, and I'm in that right now with one of my practices, you know, with coaching loan officers, I've, I've met my goal in three years, not five. Mm -hmm. And now I had, I was at a crossroads a month ago and I said, you know, do I grow or do I stay here where I want to be? You know, and I wanted this boutique company. I have 50 clients or do I just become this grandy thing like everybody else? In the old days, I would become the grandy thing because I was proving. Mm-hmm. Now I'm saying, this is what I wanted. Be content, be happy. This is what I wanted. So I will, I will sustain it and keep it stable and people will drop off and people will come in, but I'm not in a growth mode with it any longer. And it allows me to focus my time and attention into tell me I can't and having and helping others have epic lives. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. And and it was quite hard sometimes to make those decisions, isn't it? As you said, the, the Dubai one sounded like a, a really difficult <laughs> one to do, albeit it was balanced out with those other issues. But then as you say, in the end, wasn't a problem at all. 
Yeah. When you can go to your values, I think it's just a faster. And I did the same thing with that because of course, you know, my ego was like, Oh, look at me. I mm-hmm. can go and be bigger. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and of course from the depth of my gut, it was proving still, you know, it's, I, I think once in a, a quote, alcoholic, always an alcoholic, right? <laughs> like yeah. I'm always going to be trying to do this proving thing, but I'm, you know, I'm always aware of it. I'm so aware of it every day. And, you know, the values really drop back in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a bit about what your sort of average day looks like. I mean, I'm in awe of the fact that you've got four companies for a start. <laughs> um, how, you know, how yeah. does that work? How do you make sure you're giving yeah. each of them the, the time that they deserve whilst also getting to do all the things that you want to do to, to live, as you say, to live more? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, so first of all, I work four days a week and um, each day is dedicated to one of the businesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of how I work it. Um, yeah. I tried the, oh, I'll do a half day here and a half day there. And, and I don't like task switching. Um, it's not good for continuity. So um, so every day of the week is dedicated to that. So for example, in my podcasting, I only do podcasts. I have two podcasts. I only do podcasts on a certain day of the week. Um and all the podcasts get done that day, whether which no matter which podcast I'm I'm on, um, and uh, and then this the next day. So I have real estate. I own real estate, so I'm looking for real estate or I'm managing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tell me I can't another another story. And then all the coaching is done on one day as well. And um, so uh, I delegate, and I have I have a team of at least two people in each one of those. So I have eight people on my team. I have like 10 on my team, but I have two for dedicated for each one. And they are me all day long. You know, they are, um, they're acting for me and about me and they schedule things and they, and they prepare documents, you know, for podcasts and all, all that they, uh, you know, confirm with my clients at their meeting, they schedule my clients for their coaching calls, um, I have another one who, who's, uh, you know, hires or goes out and, you know, sends pictures to me of properties that I want to look at. Um, I have an Airbnb business as well. So, you know, they are, I have people managing that it's all kind of automated, yes. you know, in there. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I made sure, you know, I applied all these, these five C's to everything that I do. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, when it's not COVID, I'm usually at the dance studio for three hours a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I have grandkids, so I'm with them. You know, I have three yes. grandkids, so I'm with them a lot. Um, my husband and I love, we're boaters, so we're always on our boat. Yeah. Um, and I'm always, you know, helping out at the church where where I can now. With COVID, it's a little different because every time someone goes in, someone gets COVID. So I still haven't really dug back in. But, yeah. um, you know, we travel a lot. I um, I have I read a lot. Um, and I do a lot of self-care, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I make sure I get some massages and yeah. 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 So remind us um, what the, the five C's are again. Sure. They are um, mar- uh, credit. Oh my gosh. Clarity. Yeah. Credibility, community, communication, and continuity and continuity and clarity are the, the bookends. Yes. They're the bookends, right? getting your message right and getting, you know, really um, honing in on what is important to you every single day, you know, in your, in your time. And the three inside are more mechanical. So I believe this, I believe mindset plus mechanics equals momentum. Mm -hmm. 
right? You can have all the mechanics in the world, but if you don't have the right mindset, you will not have momentum. But if you had the best mindset, you have the best outlook, you can achieve anything. You can always hire for mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, you're so into alliteration, just like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all those M's and all those C's, and I've got. A oh yeah, yeah. Just it gets it's ridiculous. Yeah, especially when I do smart scaling. You know, it's like all the S's and the M's and the E's that go with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Brilliant. And what about um, learning and improving yourself? How do you sort of keep moving forwards? Yeah, I'm in a lot of masterminds uh, myself uh, because I feel that if I can, if I teach if I can give to people or teach people that I learn more. Right. So I I love that in masterminds, um, business owners will ask for the craziest stuff. Right. And I'm one too. So I'll ask for the craziest stuff. And I'm always amazed that people have solutions. Right. And I think that when I can surround myself with a community like that, there's more power and we can go forward faster. Um, So that's why I'm a big believer in, I hold masterminds. Um, but I'm also in masterminds. I attend them instead of leading them. Um, in fact, that's where you and I were just talking a few minutes ago. I'm, I'm in South Carolina. I just finished a, a retreat in uh, last weekend of 30 people of my clients. Um, that was mindset, right? It was very emotional and I'm an empath. So I used this, these past few days to do a private retreat with, you know, with and for myself to be by the beach and kind of decompress um, yeah. and release and now I'm preparing myself. I'm leaving today to go um, further north. I'm driving up there to a mastermind of powerful women that that I, you know, have a mastermind with, and um, you know, ready for that. So that's that's one thing. Masterminds uh, definitely retreats because I've learned that I have to tap into uh, the softer side of me. Um, you know, because I'm so business oriented, so I was yeah. making sure that I t- was tapping into the softer side um, and really doing personal growth that way. Um, you know, I really just surround myself with great, cool people who compliment me, um, and I'm really good at keeping those relationships going and serving them. And in return, you know, I get gifts. I get gifts, you know, from from every way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of relationships, of opportunities and, um, you know, that, and I, of course, listen to podcasts and I, I read a lot. I, and I'm, a, I'm an author. So, you know, I've have written, um, several books and, uh, you know, I think this will be my seventh book that I'm in, um, that, I, and this is my third book that I'm writing myself. And, uh, you know, I'm just an avid reader. My problem is I, I know where I, I know I read this somewhere. I just can't remember the book. <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got a I've got a top tip for that it's um read wise so if you read on Kindle which may you may not do in which case it won't be much help if you read online and you highlight books online there's an app called Readwise where you can synchronize it all and it sends oh, cool. daily summaries of the things that you've highlighted so every day I get five things that I've highlighted oh that's cool I love that yeah really thank cool. you yeah, yeah thank yeah. you for sharing that yeah because I thought you were going to say uh there's another, cause I know I can get the cliff notes for something, yes, yes. Um, but yeah. it's not even the cliff notes because I'm like, where did I, 
where did I, what book did I read it? In? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm no, so trying to find is, all my marks through books. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Yeah. And no, I found it really helpful. And it just resurfaces stuff all the time that you wanted to make a note of that you wouldn't ordinarily go back and look at. So I, yeah, I think it really good. Cool. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. You see, there's a gift right there. Exactly. It, it just, they're all around. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you've mentioned, um, the importance of relationships and you talked about how that sort of really made a change as you started to change your relationships um you know as you started to move into a different way of of being and um you've talked about masterminds and so on tell us a bit more about your thoughts on you know relationships and networking and, and people within sort of business and life because I think it's it's clearly a really important part of it for you yeah it's funny you say that so Several years ago, you know, I was, I was like, oh, I wonder what, you know, my brand is. And this was part of me trying to figure out the credibility, right? Like, who am I? The messaging and the clarity, right? Who am I? Yeah. And so I sent that email that many of us have done, you know, to a bunch of colleagues and say, hey, if you could describe me in, in three words, what would you describe? You know, how would you describe me? Be honest. You don't have to. I, it's amazing that we have to say that word. Be honest. Yeah. But, um, so I sent it out and of course, you know, it came back and it was like all these accolades. Oh, you're this, that, and the other. Right. And I was like, Ooh, look at me. And then one of them said, yeah, you're this, that, but the other was not present. Ooh, not present. And, you know, me being the way I am, you know, and was back then, you know, where I was like, Oh, but I want everybody to like me because, you know, I'm proving I'm proving Right. And I thought, oh, gosh, I've got to get my big girl panties on. I've got to make this phone call to this man <laughs> and figure it out. So I called him and I said, Chip, OK, I'm calling you because you put not present. Can you help me ex- understand it? I'm nervous. I just want you to know I'm nervous about talking to you about this. <laughs> just open as can be. And uh, and he said, well, here's the deal. He goes, you're, you're always putting on things, you know, putting on um, business mixers and whatnot and these little networking things. And he goes, you're running around like a, a bumblebee trying to find, you know, you're just bzz, 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 running around trying to find pollen in every little conversation. It's all superficial. And and I said, well, I'm having this event. It's like a wedding. You want to talk to everybody. And he said, but Jen, he goes, the thing is, he goes, I would have more respect for you if I saw you having two or three conversations, deep conversations, showing people that you care. And then it's not just about the event, showing people that you care, spending time learning more about them and never talking to me, never having said hello to me or anything. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I would have more respect for that. And that was a big big shift mm. for me. Mm. And yeah. I knew I wasn't present, right? Cause where was I outside the restaurant? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Right. I knew. I knew that. I knew I was just running around trying to get prove and grab on anything that I could. And sometimes I feel like I'm Spider-Man. I'm like, let me go there. <laughs> let me go there. I'll try that. I'll try yeah. this, right? Swinging from tree to, you know, place to place. Yeah. And um and I realized that and I said, "Oh, then I've got to change things." So, I really worked a lot on the relationships when I talked about the C in the community and about working with people that complement and really creating these deep, deep, rich relationships. Um, I came up with just a series of questions that were going to be deeper questions that were about them that I could duplicate in every single meeting I had. And as I started looking at that, I started realizing that most of us do one and done, Yeah. right? Like you and I, we're doing this podcast. We could be one and done. Thanks for the podcast. That's nice. Great. Bye. 
Yeah, but yeah. that's not how I like relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's so habitual for us. We we show up and we throw up. We we talk about everything of our products. We leave with products and not the person. And we we have those conversations, and then we're done, and we don't follow up. We don't have any mechanism or system or communication, right, to follow up. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we waste a lot of time meeting a lot of people that mean nothing to us in our lives, although they could. Yeah. But it's such a waste of time. Yeah. And um, so I said, well, how do I get one and one and one and one? And we keep going and we keep developing this relationship and create these beautiful relationships that now, you know, when someone says to me, I have a, a person who said to me, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have all these investment properties. And I said, well, yeah, okay, because I helped you with the loan. And she goes, no, no, no. If it wasn't for you helping me with my business, I wouldn't have the financial wherewithal to be able to do it. Right. And that just set so well with me. It's like, wow, I'm actually making an impact. Mm -hmm. I'm not proving, Mm -hmm. I'm impacting. How cool is that? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so important, all the relationship stuff, isn't it? And I, I guess... You know, when people crack that, they've cracked most of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have. And I think, um, you know, we know none of us want to die alone. I mean, it's, you know, I think when, when it all gets said and done, we're not going to say, well, you know, how much is in my bank account? Ugh, I'm dead. Right. I want to know. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to know how much is in my bank account. It's going to be all the regret that we have. And, and I've seen that through my parents, you know, the regret that they had and, um, you know, and I've of course seen that through other people, but I, I don't want to have any regret. And that's why, you know, one of my other adages or sayings is live your legacy while you're building it. Because, um, if you wait, you know, if you're building it and you're building it and you're focused on building it and building it, and you're so focused on the hammer and the nail and building it, you're not ever going to see the beautiful home you built. Yeah. And, um, and I want people to really live their legacy while they're building it, which is why I, you know, consider myself to be on vacation every single day. I get in, do the work I need to do, and then get out. I'm very intentional. I win every day. I don't work every day. People work to work. I work to win. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last couple of questions. Um, firstly, what about those days where it all goes horribly wrong? How do you deal with those? Well, thank God for bookends, right? <laughs> thank God for bookends. You know, I start my day off with a miracle morning. I'm I'm now getting into meditation, you know, that softer side of me. Yeah. And realizing that there's something there. I'm very prayerful. So I, you know, people can call meditating prayer, me praying, meditating, or vice versa. But I do think there's two differences. So, you know, I make sure that I pray and get my head on straight every day. Um you know, do that self-care in the morning, read every day. I, you know, read, I journal. Sometimes there are days where um, I just don't have it in me to write out a bunch of things. So I just write three gratitudes just so I can get my head on straight. And then chaos can ensue. I mean, you, if you've got a structured planned day uh, with continuity, you know, it's very time blocked. It's very freeing. Um, people think time blocks are, pri- it's a prison, but it's actually very freeing. You can get more done in that condensed time. Um, when you're doing equal activities, um, you know, like-minded activities, you can boom, 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 knock them out, get them done. Um, Most people wake up, 95% of entrepreneurs wake up without a plan. That's what's scary. Mm -hmm. So I have a plan. I know what I'm doing today. I have theme days so that I know, hey, if today's Thursday, this is what I'm going to be doing. I know what my day is about. Um, 
And I created those themes. So it's just easier to say, oh, it's Thursday. This is what I do. Right. And um, so chaos can ensue because life happens. But at the end of the day, I make sure I have my gratitudes and make sure I have that downtime to reassess. I do something um, every day that I say, what went right? What went wrong? And what needs improvement? Yeah. You know, every single day. And then my gratitudes and prayer. Right. And I don't do meditation and I, but, you know, I make sure, and I, in some place in there I've worked out, um, I wouldn't say worked out. I've, I've walked, I, I tend to walk these days if I'm not dancing, yeah. um, cause normally dancing, I get my 10,000 steps in. <laughs> quite easily quite quickly. <laughs> right, so i gotta make it up somehow <laughs> so that probably leads on to the last question those days where you get to live more where you feel like you've done more of the things that you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do what do those days look like for you um i'm usually on some kind of high i mean there's no doubt about it i i'm just like wow look at all this stuff that can happen you know when everything goes right um and i celebrate I love to, I love to celebrate those things. And, you know, I call them um, magical moments. I used to call them millionaire magical moments because when we slow down enough to take it in, we can really come up with some fantastic ideas, right? Some, some idea like that million dollar idea, but I really, I started just saying, you know what, I want them to be magical moments and, and maybe even, and we did this at the retreat as well as like, um, you know, miracle magic moments where we, I stop and just listen. I stop and look, I saw stop and feel, um, feel my toes, feel the, the wind on my, on my face, you know, take in the moment. We have this, my husband and I have this two and two foot rule. Whenever we're within two feet of each other, we kiss because, uh-huh. and so yeah. the reason I'm telling you this is because we can get so busy in, did you take the kids here? Where's this to hand me that? Where's that? Hey, can you help me find this? Can you vacuum here? Right. We don't yeah. look at each other. And we're so eh, busy in the house. So take that outside. And that's what happens with our work. Mm. We're just like busy, busy. We're in the car. We're out the car. We do this. We get the gas. We'd go into the store. We do that. And we don't stop Yeah, long enough. And so we said, Hey, if we're in two feet of each other, we're going to stop. We're going to kiss. We're going to look at each other's eyes and be grateful and it's kind of fun because a lot of my clients have taken it on. It's cute. Uh, you know, I'll see them come into a video uh, for coaching and the husband comes in and brings in a plate of, you know, um, like a sandwich or something and they'll kiss and I go, oh, look at the two foot rule. Um, but if we could do that outside, you know, and just take it in. Um, we were at the retreat and everybody was taking pictures on the beach, right? Picture, 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 picture. And I was like, hold on, put the phones down, put the phones down. Everybody stand there, close your eyes, take it in, take it in, open your eyes, take it in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is magical. And I try to do that every day, no matter what's happening, chaos or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely. Thank you, Jen. It's been so good talking to you today. Tell people how they can find out more about you and get in touch. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of things. Um, so if you want to text um, the word uh, launch to 66866, you can get a copy of my ebook, what my first book that I came out, it's called launch, how to take your business to new heights. Um, and so it's very tactical. That's a tactical book, not a, a heartfelt, but you will see my, hear my story in the beginning. Um, so if you want to do that, you can, you can certainly do that. Also, you could go to jenduplessis.com forward slash seven, the number seven, um, 
strategies, seven strategies. And what I have is a PDF there that is seven strategies to break through your business mindset. So it's a lot of what we're talking about. Like, what do you want? What do you want? Who are the people you're surrounding with? Who are your mentors? Should they be your mentors now? What are the boundaries you've set? And are you living up to those boundaries or are you just talking about it? Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to get you started. Um, And of course, that's genduplusses.com. So that's the best way to get a hold of me is through genduplusses.com. There's a little contact form. You can email me and I'm happy to answer any questions. And, you know, if you would like me to speak on something at a summit or be on a podcast, or if you have a story success to significance life after breaking through glass ceilings is the name of my podcast. And I would love to entertain people being guests on my podcast. And I invite you Joe to be a guest on my podcast as well. Lovely. That'd be great. Thanks, Jen. So thank you so much. Really, really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Attention home-based coaches and consultants. Are you tired of feeling alone, isolated and frustrated with running your home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business while making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, Stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. All this information is available in the show notes if you go to the app that you're listening to this podcast on or the website powertolivemore.com forward slash in this case 241 then you'll find them there so this is the last podcast of 2021 and actually for the foreseeable future it's also the last of these podcasts i've decided to take a pause from publishing new episodes and what i'm actually going to do is concentrate on reusing the existing content from all 241 of the podcasts i've done to date we've been publishing the podcast for over six years. Little Dodsey was very little when we first started and sounds it if you listen to the early shows and she's now 15. uh, So quite a lot of years in between the two. I've really enjoyed interviewing all of my guests and I still get a kick out listening back to existing shows. And so what I'm going to do is go back through the shows in a different order and publish them through my newsletter to keep that content current. If you are interested in reviewing some of that content with me, then please do join my mailing list by going to powertolivemore.com forward slash power checklist, and you can sign up there, and you'll start getting the weekly emails, which will include previous shows. If that isn't of interest, then thank you for your listening over the years, and uh, who knows, I will probably be back. I just don't know when. So thank you for your loyalty. Please do keep in touch. My email is joe at powertolivemore.com. And again, the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 241. And on this occasion, we won't look forward to seeing you next week. But who knows? As I said, we will probably be back, but just not for a good while. And happy new year. Use your power to live more.